We all have our own unique perspective that we come to understand the world through. This perspective, it's characterized by our experiences and by our own emotional responses and our interpretations of those experiences. And we are at all times, at any given moment, we are bringing our own unique lens, our own unique perspective to the table. We're seeing it play out in our social interactions and in our experiences. Your experience, regardless of how others perceive it, is valid. It's true and it's valid, simply because it's your experience. So this element of validity, it remains consistent, even when our experiences with each other don't line up. They are all still equally valid. So in a world where everyone is struggling to be right, in a world where everyone is struggling to convince each other that they are right, how can we begin to find a mutual ground, a place of compassion for ourselves and for each other, even though we're all perceiving the world so differently through our own lenses? How do we find this place of mutual understanding when we can't find a place of mutual agreement? How do we cultivate a sense of validity in ourselves and in our experiences when the other party involved is unwilling to agree or is unable to offer us the validation that we seek? How do we find this place of common ground when we find ourselves in disputes, when we find ourselves in altercations, or perhaps we find ourselves small, quiet, timid, too scared to even speak up? too apprehensive to even vocalize the difference in our beliefs. Well, we can begin by working actively to deepen our understanding of ourselves and of the world around us. And by acting to validate our own experiences through discussions just like this and through this journey in self-awareness and shadow work. And when we find ourselves firmly rooted in our truth, firmly rooted in our integrity and in our sense of ourselves, well then we can better understand that our shared experiences, that they don't have to line up with each other's to be valid. And we can begin to loosen that death grip that we have on being right. Hey there friends, welcome back and thank you for joining me on this episode of Illuminating the Shadow with Britt Hampton. I'm Britt Hampton and I will be your host and guide for our journey today. I'm so very grateful that you are joining me on whatever platform you find yourself. And as always, I welcome any feedback. So please feel free to leave me a review on Apple, Spotify, Audible, or wherever else you may be listening to this podcast today. And if you don't want to miss out on any future content from Illuminating the Shadow, well, then I invite you to hit that follow or subscribe button if you feel called to do so. Just a reminder, I am trying out a new schedule. And so For the time being, I will be releasing new episodes every Wednesday, and they're going to alternate between a content episode like this one and a corresponding exercise or meditation episode. So keep a lookout next week for the Illuminating the Shadow meditation episode that accompanies this one. Also, I'd like to mention, um, if you are interested, if you'd like to continue to deep dive deeper into this journey of shadow work and personal growth through self-awareness and reflection, well then I invite you to keep a lookout for my upcoming Patreon campaign, which will be launching here shortly. On there, I'll be offering live meditations, affirmations, exercises, and other related exclusive supplemental material. So if that's something that interests you, please keep a lookout for that and the link will be in my show notes and I will keep you all updated. 
I am just so very grateful to have this opportunity to share with you a bit today, and I really hope that what I have to say today here resonates. In this episode of Illuminating the Shadow, we will be building upon the foundation that we laid out in the last episode. Um, That one was called Thank You for Being a Friend. And in that episode, I challenged you to really reflect upon your relationships and how you interact with others. I challenged you to reflect upon some of the ways that you show up in your relationship dynamics, um, in particular, when we're trying to be helpful, when we're trying to be supportive to others. I spoke quite a bit about the ways in which we're trying to be helpful, we're trying to be supportive of each other, and somehow, despite our best efforts, we find ourselves falling short. And so, I really encouraged you all to shut the fuck up and just hold space, right? And I broke down in detail what holding space for others means, and more specifically, how to do that, how to hold space for somebody that you care for. I gave you a bunch of examples for when it may be necessary to do so. So in this episode, we will be building upon some of that context. If you haven't gotten a chance to check out that episode and you would like to, well, I encourage you to check it out. I got a little carried away with my little rant on holding space, and I almost uh, named that episode Shut the Fuck Up and Hold Space. Um, I probably should have because now I'm kind of kicking myself for it, but it's all right. All right, so in the last episode, we spoke a bit about how we could support each other by putting aside what we think we know, putting aside what has worked for us in the past, and by trying to approach that person, trying to comfort and support our friends or loved ones as an individual and on an individual basis, right? Specifically pertaining to their individual needs. So we spoke quite a bit about sitting in our own discomfort long enough to understand how to approach them, understand how to approach people in a way that best supports them and their needs. Um, We talked a bit about holding space. We talked a lot a bit about holding space, right? And really listening. And we distinguished between listening and hearing, right? Because there is a difference. So today we're going to be building a bit upon that context. I really encourage you to... Consider the lens of perception that you are bringing to your own experiences and to your relationships. Perhaps you find yourself ready to begin to try to put your own perception, your own understanding, and your own lens on the back burner just long enough to put yourself in the shoes of another, just long enough to perhaps explore this common ground of mutual understanding and an attempt and effort to support somebody, right? From their lens and their perspective, other than just your own. And so it's my deepest hope in this episode to really facilitate a safe space for you to do that. And it's my hope that you feel safe enough to let down your guard a little bit, you know, and to maybe take a conscious effort to Take a step back and try to see the bigger picture, to question what you think you know. Because just as much as we all have this innate human longing to belong, to feel safe, we all deserve to feel supported, okay? We all deserve to take up space. But here's the thing, it takes effort. It takes awareness, it takes effort, and this takes work. And we need to actively work to really 
facilitate a safe space for healthy expression for ourselves and for each other. And we can do this a number of ways. We can do this through clear communication and through conscious work. We can do this through this process of honestly reflecting upon our experiences and what we think we know. And maybe as we begin to understand better and we begin to know better, perhaps we begin to do better. So in this episode of Illuminating the Shadow, we will be talking a bit more in depth about our own lenses of perception and how we're all bringing and perceiving the world through these unique lenses. So we will be diving in deep to further explore and examine how some of our habits, uh, patterns, and beliefs, how they're reflected in our exchanges and in our interactions with others. We will be discussing some practical ways to bring clarity and understanding into our interactions with others, into our dialogues, and not just our happy interactions, right? We can bring this clarity and this understanding into our muse communications and into our disputes with others also. Um, but it takes work. It takes work to facilitate the shared space of mutual understanding, okay? So in this episode, we are going to look at ways that we can work to foster and encourage clear and direct communication in our daily social interactions and in the relationships that we value so that we can engage with others in a way that supports them while simultaneously offering us that same support, mutual support, mutual understanding. So as we begin to shine a light of awareness into some of these unseen and unexamined corners of our own personal experiences, of our own relationships, perhaps we begin to reflect upon them. Perhaps we begin to question them. And as we continue this deep dive into our own journeys of self-growth, of shadow work, well, we can work to conscientiously draw our awareness to some of the patterns, the tendencies, and the cycles surrounding these relationship dynamics in an effort to better understand both ourselves and each other. And in doing so, we can actively work to cultivate and facilitate a shared space where we all feel safe to express ourselves and our needs. We all feel heard and validated in our experiences and in our relationships, even in those cases when our shared experiences don't line up, okay? Even when we disagree, even when we don't see eye to eye. We can actively seek out to better understand each other in a way that supports us and that empowers us and that's rooted in compassion and respect and understanding. And we can work to intentionally do a better job of caring for ourselves, meeting our own needs, and caring for each other and supporting those that we care about. So as we begin to draw our awareness to some of these shadowy aspects, some of these toxic patternings that present in our unhealthy relationship tendencies. And as we begin to allow ourselves the gentle space to sit in honest reflection, well, then we can not only begin to understand ourselves more fully and our needs more thoroughly, but we have the capacity to bring about active change, conscientious change. We have the capacity to break these cycles and break these patterns. So that we can have a more genuine connection so that we can have more compassion and more understanding in our relationships and so that we feel safe expressing ourselves. So I should preface this by saying that the shadow work 
it's challenging hard work. And some of the concepts that I'm going to be presenting here today, some of the things I'm going to be asking you to think about or to question, well, they may be really difficult for you to consider. And you may not be able to question them yet or to really look at them or sit with them yet. And so I want to let you know that that's okay. For some of you, I will be speaking about things that will be really difficult to digest, really difficult to think about. They may challenge your pre-existing beliefs. And so for those of you that may struggle to hear what I'm trying to say, I wanna reassure you, that's okay. That's perfectly fine, okay? Your experience is valid. And in those cases, I'm just planting little seeds, little seeds of awareness. And if you're not ready to nurture and to tend to these seeds of awareness, that's all right. That's just fine. They will naturally rise up and grow at a later time when you are ready. So I want to reassure you again, no matter where you find yourself, just know that you are exactly where you're meant to be and that there is no shame in taking your time, allowing your own growth processes, and taking what you need from this experience, okay? So considering all that, I encourage you to approach this material with an open mind, okay? Um, It's going to require an open mind. In this episode, I hope to really facilitate a safe space for you to really examine these tendencies, these patterns and these beliefs that you hold, and how they play out in your life, considering how they play out in your relationships, and where they're rooted from, where their origin stories are, right? So as we begin to shine a gentle light of awareness into some of these dark, shadowy corners of our experiences, as we begin to hold space for our experiences, and as we begin to reflect upon the events leading us here, well, then we can begin to question how we find ourselves where we do, why we find ourselves in these patterns, in these relationship dynamics that we find ourselves in today. And as we begin to explore and implement this new sense of awareness, And maybe some of these new practices that I'll be suggesting today as we begin to implement this new understanding into action, well, then we can really begin to better understand and support both ourselves and each other in a way that is mutually empowering, in a way that is mutually beneficial, in a way where all parties involved feel valid and supported and heard, regardless of whether they agree or not, regardless of whether their experiences line up or not. So for our journey today, all you will need is a curious mind, an open heart, and a willingness to honestly reflect upon your relationships, your friendships, and your social interactions. A willingness to sit with yourself and to be honest in how you recall and how you feel All right, so with that being said, let's get into it. Let me begin by saying that your experience is true and valid in every respect. I know that I say this often, and I do that intentionally because I think it's really important to hear, and sometimes we need to hear some things a little bit more repetitively for them to sink in, right? especially when these are new ideas that perhaps challenge or contradict some of your beliefs or past experiences. And so I get that. And so I intentionally repeat, you are valid 
your experience is valid and your interpretations of those experiences along with any accompanying emotions. They are all so very valid. So valid, okay? But at the same time, this concept of validity, it also applies to those that may oppose you, to those that may oppose your opinion. It also applies to those who may disagree with you or your personal beliefs and your worldviews. And so that gets a little tricky, right? So in the last episode, I spoke quite a bit about the ways in which we're trying to be helpful. We're trying to be supportive of each other, and despite our best efforts, we fall short. I mentioned several examples and potential reasons contributing to this, and in this episode, we're going to be building upon that context a bit. So one of the limiting approaches that I mentioned is that we are directing our approach for others using what we know to be true, what we know has worked for us in the past, okay? We are applying what we know to be true and what has worked for us in the past. And we are trying to support others by applying what we think we know about ourselves to them. So essentially, we're taking our own limited and narrow lens of the world, of our life views, of what has been true in our experience. And we are trying to make that very narrow lens apply to the world around us. So essentially, we are taking our micro view of the world and we are attempting to apply it to a large scale, to a macro level, to the world and all of the people in it as a whole. And you know, at first, this might sound good in theory, but let me assure you, it isn't. Taking this approach it sets you up for failure. Taking this approach, it sets you up for disappointment every single time. And I'm gonna tell you why, all right? So there are lots of issues with this approach, but the major one that I wanna focus on is everybody is different. Everybody is wondrously unique. And everybody has their own set of experiences, their own perceptions, their own emotions, their own values and belief systems, and all of which are contributing to the perspective or the lens, as I like to call it, that they see the world around them through, that they understand the world around them through. So at any given time, we are all reflecting back our own lessons, emotions, emotional reactions, beliefs, habits, all of these things we are reflecting back through this perspective, through our own unique lens of perception. And our experiences tend to shade and color the lens that we view the world through. Our lens of perception, they're colored, they're characterized, and they are limited by our own experiences. So although your perception, your beliefs, they are true, they are valid, okay? but they're true and they're valid in your experience, okay? That doesn't necessarily mean that your perception, your understanding, that it's universal. That doesn't necessarily mean that we can all or that the majority is going to agree with it. And that's okay. 
That's to be expected. This world is vast. This world is diverse, just like the people in it. And so that's okay. We all have our own unique lens that is characterized by our experiences and our own different interpretations of those experiences. And we are all bringing our own unique lens to the table in all of our interactions, in all of our experiences. And all, all of these elements, they're true and valid. They are true and valid in your experience. Your experience is valid, just as my experience is valid. And that element of validity, it remains consistent even when our experiences with each other don't line up even when they blatantly contradict each other. Irregardless, they are all equally valid and equally right. All right? So in a world where everyone's trying to be right, everyone is struggling to be right, everyone is struggling to convince each other that they are right, can you see where the challenge lies in this? Can you begin to see how we are all bringing and perceiving the world through our own unique lenses? Can you begin to understand that our shared experiences and how we interpret those experiences, they're not going to line up. There are too many factors, too many variables involved, and they're simply not going to line up. They aren't going to be consistent. They aren't all going to be congruent. And that's okay. That's to be expected. All right, that's okay. And as we begin... As we begin to learn and to grow, and as our understanding of ourselves, it deepens. Well, we can begin to loosen our tight grips on our own perceptions, on our own expectations, on our own needs to be right. And this does become easier over time and with practice, okay? So I want you to really really take this in, really try to understand things, okay? Things aren't always going to line up consistently with others. And even though they don't line up, they are just as right and just as valid, okay? So this is going to be really important for the work that comes next um, in this episode and in the upcoming episodes, okay? So how do we arrive at this place of mutual understanding, at this common ground place in a shared interaction when our experiences don't line up with the experiences of those around you? How do we find a place of mutual understanding when we can't find a sense of mutual agreement? How can we begin to cultivate a sense of validity in ourselves and in our experience when the other party involved is unwilling to agree is unable to offer us the validation we seek? How do we find this place of common ground when we find ourselves in disputes, when we find ourselves in altercations, or perhaps we find ourselves shrinking into the background, too scared to even speak up, too apprehensive to even vocalize our differences in our beliefs? How do we attempt to find some sort of mutual ground, mutual understanding, in an interaction in which closure is very clearly not a possibility? How do we attempt to find peace in understanding that our experience is valid, even if 
the other party is actively invalidating your experience. And it's becoming increasingly clear that mutual understanding isn't going to be the case, isn't going to be the outcome this time. Sounds rough, right? Well, it is. <laughs> it is a struggle and it is a challenge. But I do have some suggestions for you. Um, I have some things I want to offer you that have supported me in my journey. So if you've been listening to this podcast for a minute, uh, you may be surprised to learn that we've already been actively laying the groundwork for this. We've been laying the foundation together. And even if you haven't been listening to this podcast up until this point, if you've been doing any sort of therapy or any sort of shadow work on your own, well, you may be surprised to find out that you're already on the right track. You're already setting the spaces and you're already well on your way. So we've spoken a bit today about our lens of perception, about our shared experiences and how our interpretations of these experiences how they're going to vary. They're going to vary from person to person and from circumstance to circumstance. And they're not always going to line up with the people around us. That's to be expected, okay? So we're gonna build upon that. And as we speak a bit today, we're gonna speak about validating versus invalidating experience. And we're going to tackle the subject from a couple different angles because working to support and advocate for ourselves and our needs while also working to support each other, right? We're going to approach this concept from that space of common ground, from that space of mutual empowerment. How do we act to cultivate a meaningful sense of internal validation? How do we act to validate our own experiences? Well, first, we need to be really honest with ourselves, brutally honest with ourselves, okay? We need to be honest with ourselves as we reflect, as we recall, as we remember, and as we compartmentalize and rationalize our experiences. We need to allow ourselves gentle grace in being where we are. And this requires holding space, holding space for your emotions, holding space for your experiences, allowing your emotional triggers to rise up and to lead you and guide you in your healing journey. When you have a strong emotional reaction, that's a sign. That is your wise body telling you that something doesn't sit right with your spirit, that something isn't good for you, that something's hurtful or harmful, and that something needs gentle space for healing. When your shared experiences don't line up with the other party and you feel an intense emotion bubbling to the surface, maybe it feels reminiscent of a past trauma or past wound. Maybe it's reminiscent of a painful past memory. Maybe you identify it as triggering. That is your sign. That sensation, that triggering sensation, it's primal in nature. It's an evolutionary tool that we forget that we have access to. That discomfort, that primal pain response, it's a sign that something is rising to the surface and that something is ready for your attention and for healing. So I wanna encourage you to pay special attention when those sensations arise. 
any intense emotion, anything hurtful, triggering, painful, anything shameful. That, my friends, is exactly, exactly where your healing lies. And as unpleasant as these experiences and as these sensations can be, they're valid. They're valid even when they don't make sense. Just the fact that they are true in your experience, they are valid. And because they are valid, they are worthy. They are worthy of gentle exploration. All right? When we begin to understand our emotions in this manner, when we begin to recognize them as the vital messengers that they are, well, then we can facilitate a safe space for them to be expressed, for them to be processed, for them to be accepted, healed, and possibly even transmuted. And I know that this is hard work, but we don't have to do it alone. We don't have to navigate these shadowy depths alone. You need to see the strength and the power in simply being you. There is power and there is strength in owning your honest experience. We all need to stop giving our power away. We all need to stop looking externally for the validation, for the verification from others that we're doing okay. We don't need others to tell us that we're doing okay. It's nice sometimes, but we don't need others to agree with us for our feelings to be valid because they are valid just for the pure fact that it's our experience, okay? Regardless of how you perceive your experience, it's valid simply for the fact that it is your experience. And once we begin to really understand what's true in our experience and that what's true in our experience, it's enough. It's valid all on its own. Well, then we won't have this need to look all around us for that confirmation, to look all around us and to the other for that external validation. We can act to validate our own experiences and we can begin to put value in ourselves when we prioritize our own needs. We act to validate our own experiences when we take our power back, when we acknowledge and accept that we're not for everyone, that not every experience has to be synonymous, has to line up perfectly with everyone else's for it to be valid. We act to validate our experiences as we cultivate a strong sense of ourselves through acceptance, through awareness, we cultivate a strong sense of self-worth. And we can act to validate our own experiences when we communicate directly and clearly, both with ourselves and our inner dialogues and with others. We act to validate our own experiences when we accept that the truth is not limited to how we as individuals perceive it. And we act to validate our own experiences through discussions like this, through this journey in self-awareness and through this journey in shadow work. When we feel firmly rooted in our truths and in our integrities, when we are firmly grounded in our sense of ourselves, well, then we can begin to understand that our shared experiences, they don't have to line up with others to be valid. And then maybe we can begin to loosen that death grip that we have on being right. 
when we are firmly rooted in ourselves and in our truth, well, then we can hold space for others and we can arrive on this common ground in this place of mutual understanding, in a shared interaction, even when our experiences don't line up with the experiences of the people around us. And we can agree to disagree. And we remain grounded in our sense of self, in our sense of validity. And we can support others by holding space and by validating their experiences. Yes, even when they contradict our own, we can still hold space. We can still validate people. And we are still valid, right? So how do we go about validating someone else's experiences, especially when their experiences challenge our own, when their experiences contradict our own experiences? Well, we can shut the fuck up and hold space. Um, I'm not going to talk about that too much in this episode because I basically had a whole episode prior to this dedicated to that. And I covered it very thoroughly in that episode titled, Thank You for Being a Friend. But I do want to talk a bit about validating versus invalidating experiences, right? So anytime or anything that undermines someone else's experience, that's invalidating. Anytime we say something like, hey, no worries, there's no need to be upset about that. Or, I don't see why you're so angry. I don't get why you're so worked up about this. Okay? Any statement that starts off as you should or I would have, any comment that is comparative or that begins with something along the lines like at least blah, 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 right? All of those are examples of what you don't want to do. They are all invalidating and they all undermine. So how do you validate someone else's experience? How do you go about validating someone else's experience when you don't agree with it? It's okay to say nothing at all. It's okay to simply listen. That might be hard for some of you, but it's okay to not have all the answers. It's okay to sit in silence and to just be with somebody. And it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to ask questions for clarification. You could always ask something like, what do you need from me? How can I support you better? You could say something like, I hear you, or I can understand how you might feel that way. So do you see the difference between validating and invalidating someone's experience? Okay. So how can we begin to put this into action so that we can work to create this space of mutual understanding. I say it a lot, and I'm going to say it again. You are valid. Your experience is valid. Your interpretations of that experience and all of those interpretations and emotional responses, they are so very valid. However, this concept of validity, it applies to everyone around you. So it also applies to those that oppose you or your opinion. It also applies to those that may disagree with you. And so knowing this, knowing that we all have our own unique lens that is characterized by our experiences and by our different interpretations of those experiences, 
knowing that we're all bringing our unique perspective to the situation, to our interactions, and to our experiences. Knowing this and knowing they're all true, they're all valid, because they are all true and valid in your experience. So just because everything is true and valid in your experience doesn't mean that it could be applied universally. And that's okay. That's to be expected. This world is vast. This world is diverse, just like the people in it. And that's okay. As we have these challenging discussions, and as we begin to draw our awareness to our experiences and we begin to reflect, well, then we begin to cultivate a sense of understanding, a sense of understanding that our shared experiences and our interpretations of these experiences, they're not always going to add up. They aren't always going to be consistent. And if there are other people involved, more often than not, they're not gonna line up. And that's okay. This is to be expected. As we begin to loosen our tight grips on our own expectation, our holds on this dichotomous black and white thinking that limits us so much, as we begin to release that need to be right and to be validated by the people and the world around us, perhaps we can begin to take a step back and to really see and appreciate the beauty and the diversity in this human experience. Perhaps we can begin to acknowledge and appreciate our differences a bit more. And perhaps we're ready to take those conscious next steps to really facilitate a safe space for healthy expression, for clear communication in our relationships. So if you find yourself ready to take those next steps, ready to place yourself in someone else's shoes behind their lens of perception. Well, you're going to have to temporarily put your own needs to be right on the back burner. We're going to have to look beyond our own experiences. And sometimes we're gonna to have to look beyond our own values and our own judgments to reach this common ground. And that's okay. So how do we express ourselves more clearly in our interactions. We listen with an intent to understand, okay? We repeat back what we've heard or what we've observed in our own words to show the other person that we're making that effort, right? And if you feel inclined, if it's necessary, if it's appropriate, if you feel safe, you can share your interpretation of that perspective or you can share your perspective if it's supportive, all right? And you can always ask for clarification. Have an open dialogue, ask questions, right? Recognizing the other person, acknowledging their feelings and their needs, maybe in an attempt to try to understand what they require of you and taking into consideration that what they require of you, well, it may differ from what you think they need or how you think they'll respond. We can respond with empathy and with acceptance, even when we disagree. And we do this by validating their experience, all right? We do this by holding space. And 
we offer ourselves this same empathy and the same acceptance when we acknowledge our own feelings, when we identify and recognize our own needs, and if we feel comfortable sharing them, right? So if something doesn't sit well, if something feels off, you have every right to speak up. We all deserve to feel safe. We all deserve to feel heard. We all deserve to feel comfortable in the space that we share with each other. And if we don't feel comfortable, it's our responsibility to address that head on and to speak up, okay? And we can address this by establishing some healthy boundaries, all right? Boundaries aren't just restrictive in nature. Boundaries are how we love and support each other. Boundaries are how we love and support each other while establishing a sense of mutual respect for each other and for our shared spaces. People treat you how you allow them to treat you. And we literally show people how to treat us in the behaviors that we find acceptable, in the things that we speak up against, and the things we hold in. These behaviors and these tendencies, they are directly reflected back to us in the very boundaries that we set forth or that sometimes we lack with others. So there are many different kinds of boundaries and we're gonna be really diving in deep into this discussion on boundaries in the next episode. So for now, we're just gonna kind of briefly tap the concept of emotional boundaries for the purpose of this. So with emotional boundaries, emotional boundaries require you to take accountability, to take responsibility for your own feelings, to allow them to own them. And in doing so, we're taking responsibility for our own inner workings, our own emotions, our own experience. Your feelings and your emotional triggers, they are your responsibility to address. It isn't anyone else's job to tiptoe around your feelings or to water themselves down to meet you where you are. We might feel like overextending ourselves to others in this manner that it's loving, that it's considerate, that it's helpful. But if you are compromising your values or your integrities to tiptoe around other people's comfort levels, you aren't being true, you aren't being honest with yourself, and you really aren't helping anyone, okay? So I know that that was a lot. I know I gave you a lot to consider today. So I ask you to allow yourself some grace. Give yourself some time to really process, to really digest this material. And I encourage you to take time to reflect, to process and to contemplate some of this material in your own time. I really hope that in today's episode that I challenged you to reflect upon some of your relationships, that I challenged you to reflect upon how you interact with others and in those relationship dynamics. I hope that this discussion that it encourages you to put forth a conscious effort into supporting yourself as much as you're supporting the people around you. And I hope that with this process that I encouraged a safe space for some reflection and perhaps even a little bit of unlearning and relearning. All right? But allow yourself some grace because this is hard work. It takes conscious effort. And it's hard to rewire our brains. It's hard to move away from 
the things that have been ingrained in us, from the things that we've been taught, from the things that we've held true for so long, okay? So allow yourself some grace. It takes conscious effort to really put yourself in the shoes of another, to try to view life through somebody else's perspective. And this act of holding space, this shadow work, it's hard, but it does improve with practice. So through this practice of awareness, we can begin to lead ourselves to this space of common ground, to this space of mutual empowerment and understanding. And upon this common ground, this is where we meet each other. I am so grateful that I had the time today to share with you a bit. And I really hope that this episode of Illuminating the Shadow, that it resonates with you. And I hope that perhaps it inspires some reflection on your part. Perhaps there's at least one thing that you could take away from this episode and perhaps ponder on your own time. I am so very grateful that our paths crossed when they did. Because this work and this life, it is hard. It's hard work. And now that we found each other here, we don't have to do this hard work alone. So I really hope that this episode, that it served you in some way. And if it did, I invite you to hit that follow or subscribe button so you don't miss out on any future content from Illuminating the Shadow. And if you're ready to perhaps dive in a bit deeper into your own personal journey and self-awareness through shadow work, well then, I invite you to keep a lookout for my Patreon campaign that I'll be launching here shortly. And I invite you to keep a lookout for my meditation episode that corresponds with this one and that comes out next Wednesday. Until next time, this is Illuminating the Shadow with your host and guide, Britt Hampton. And I am here to remind you that there is power in your voice and there's medicine in your story. See you next Wednesday.